Phantomin Randos. The Phantomin Randos. Oh, yeah. I got it. I got it. That you time. got it. <laughs> you got it, Brian. With a special guest star. That's true. That's true. Me. Well, <laughs> it's me. Welcome to the Fandom at Random podcast. I am Ed. That is Brian. And we are joined by our favorite 8-bit boy from the 8-bit movie review podcast. Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Hopefully, Josh doesn't watch this. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the favorite. Busted. I know. I know. You're... Have to, we'll have to have Josh on, and maybe we'll have the randos hop in and say, all right, who did it better? You're a favorite right now. Yeah, of <laughs> yeah. course, when I'm not here, let's yeah. see what you say. Right. But we have a episode today that I am so excited about. I know you gents are equally excited. Oh, hell yeah. Because we are doing a random review on Invincible. Amazon Prime's Invincible. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me for this one, guys. This show. Absolutely. Oh, it's so it's a more more company the better. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to we're going to get right into it today. There's no news at random here. No, we just no. want to talk about Invincible. Yes. And how amazing this show is. And right off the bat, I'm going to mention there's going to be spoilers. So, yeah. if you have not seen Invincible yet, hop on Amazon Prime, stream the shit, binge the shit out oh, of it. Yeah. It mm -hmm. is completely out now. The finale just aired, which was amazing. Oh, it's so good. And yeah. we're going to be talking about that. But yeah, I mean, let's, let's, uh, and no comic spoilers, right? No. We should no, mention no, that no, too. So if, if you have seen Invincible and you haven't read the comic, don't worry about it. Andrew has delved into the comics a little bit. He may say tidbits here and there, but nothing, nothing yeah, spoilery, correct? I won't spoil correct? anything right. big. If I do say anything from the comic books, it'll only be what has been presented in the show. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I haven't gotten into them yet either, so I don't want to hear shit. So you're safe. You're Though, safe. No, <laughs> not the segue. I did want to say something real quick before we start talking about Invincible. Okay. Do it. As you recall, I did ask you guys a question on your 100th episode. Yes, you did. Uh, yeah. Yes, I would did. like Thank to you, say bro. congratulations, boys. <laughs> Thank you. You did it. it was Thank you. Great. Great. Now, <laughs> I asked if the Avengers went bad and they went back in time to steal all the Infinity Stones. Yep. Yep. What team would you have help you? Would it be My Hero Academia, mm -hmm. uh, Class 1A, 1A, yep. um, Umbrella Academy, The mm -hmm. Boys, or Big Hero 6? And you guys tossed Big Hero 6 I know. Immediately. right out the <laughs> yeah, window. Right Immediately. Out the window. I was going to stick up for it. Ed took the lead on that one. Blame him. <laughs> uh, but I, he was like, yeah, no, that's right out. I'm like, okay. And I'll make this quick because right I, I know we have a time. But first, my uh, Class 1A. Worst choice. <laughs> Racerhead, can he erase Tony Stark's equipment? It's Yeah, that's true. Thor gets Very his power true. from... Well, actually, Thor doesn't get his power from the hammer, but still. It's debatable. Debatable. It's um, debatable. Yeah. Umbrella Academy, no teamwork there at all. Right. Uh, five, he's a mess. Big time. <laughs> and now you gotta think, Big Hero 6, you gotta, you gotta, like, a, you gotta mechanical engineer, you got a chemistry major... You got an inventor and genius in robotics. Yeah. You got a physics major. And also, you got a stoner Tony Stark who rides in a giant um, That's true. dragon suit. It sounds like a true. bunch of nerds to me, man. <laughs> yeah. Fucking nerds. And I think they can handle it. And also, I didn't know, did you guys know that Big Hero 6 is part of the Marvel Universe? Uh, Yeah. I knew, is it really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I knew it was a Marvel property. I didn't, I didn't know, know if they involved it into like the whole everything else universe yeah i don't yeah. know if it's the movie universe but i know yeah i know it was a marvel property that they've crossed paths with spider-man and mm -hmm. they've also sometimes have done major upgrades to uh hmm. what's his name uh bimo bimo i just want to bring up real quick i think they would Good actually point. have been the top team but i threw them in there to kind of throw you guys off and see right what you yeah said. yep i was I, gonna mention it it but. didn't throw me off i just threw them out <laughs> yeah I think it's a terrible choice. You were like, Disney? No, get out of here. Uh, but no, we appreciate the question, so yes. thank you. Uh, let's get into Invincible. So Invincible is an Image Comics Universe superhero created by Robert Kirkman. Again, Kirkman. if you have any Walking Dead fans out there, you're very familiar Woo. with Robert Kirkman's work. Uh, and artist Corey Walker. So Invincible first appeared in a preview as part of Savage Dragon number 102 back in August of 2002 before graduating to his own self-titled regular series in 2003 as the premiere uh, title in Image's then superhero line. And again, if you've seen it, you know what it's all about. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Hell yeah. 
And before we get into, so we're going to kind of break this down. We're going to do some like non-relative plot related conversations, and then we're going to get right into the thick of the plot. But before we do, there's a little bit of Invincible news, which actually dropped on the episode finale premiere date. They hopped on Twitter and Amazon came out and it's been greenlit. This was a concern leading up to it because it got all the way to the finale. And by all accounts, it's been doing really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reviews have been great. Ratings have been way up with the number of streams. And it's been greenlit two more seasons. So yeah. it's at least going season two and season three for now. And the creators themselves said they, they feel they could do the, the adaption justice based on the comics, which are already complete, if they got six to eight seasons. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you heard, too, Eric Larson, who does Savage Dragon. Great comic, by the way. Uh, even gave Kirk, Kirkman the okay to use Savage Dragon in the series because Savage Dragon does pop up a couple times in the Invincible comics. Nice. We saw Savage Dragon. He was in the uh, the end of the finale. Was he, he? Yeah, he pops up. I, I believe that's him going into our Machine Head's office. Hmm. Remember, takes oh. on the form of the dragon? <clears throat> no, actually. That's somebody else? Nope, that is, um, what is his name? I know his name. I have it right here. Mm-hmm. Go all the way to the end here. Maybe it was Polite Dragon. It's uh, That's Mr. <laughs> Lou, the leader of the Order. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Who, he's actually pretty cool, but uh, in the comics, for where I'm at, he's pretty brief, but uh, he is part, the Order is actually, and I'm not going to, it's not a big spoiler for the next one, but it's kind of like an evil villain group. Oh, yeah. interesting. I mean, the Order sounds pretty evil. But yeah. Savage Dragon kind of looks like the Hulk, but he's got a big fin on his head and he's buff. He's like a, he's a, um, Dragon Cop Man. <laughs> the comics hey. are very interesting. All yeah, right. could get on board with that. And I mean, they're, we're going to get into like the, the crazy amount of characters that are yeah. in this show. Oh, but yeah. So before we get into the plot-related shit, let's do non-plot. So the animation was pretty damn crisp. Yep. Uh, it based on the actual comics and then adapting it to the actual television show. It was good, if not inconsistent. There, there were times that... I don't know if they brought in different artists or people finishing it, but it got a little bit choppy at certain times. But then you would have other times that looked like amazing. Right. Like when Omni-Man is getting blasted by uh, Cecil's, the hammer of whatever they call it. Mm. I always want to call it the hammer of dawn because I think it gears of war. (laughs) But that satellite beam coming down, like the animation was gorgeous. And everything in the finale, a lot of the fight scenes. So for the most part, very good on the animation. Even all the space scenes, man. They were wicked good. Yeah. The animation reminded me a lot of the Superman animated series yeah. uh, back in, what, the late 90s? Oh, like the original one? Yeah, when they it was like the adventures of Batman and Superman. Right, yeah. Yeah, it they definitely harken back to a lot of that. And we've seen more current day versions of adapting that with like Young Justice. Yeah. Um, kind of taking on that similar animation feel, but... I enjoyed it. I, th- I thought it was good. Oh, yeah. Uh, one thing I wasn't crazy about was the music selection. What? Uh, Did not... In, okay, so you have a note here. Especially when earlier, the, Mahler, like the Mahler twins, yeah. uh, whenever they popped up. Earlier in the season. Yes. I get what you're saying, but I think halfway through and on... It changed. It did a great job with the music. Yeah, it did change. Like There was just something about the music, the background music they chose for characters in certain scenes that... Like a straight to VHS 90s movie, kind of? Yeah, maybe, and... I, I don't know. It it just didn't, at least early on, it didn't jive with me. But then it, it really felt like they shifted about, like you said, Brian, about halfway through. Especially with the vines at the Was it the vines at yeah, the end? The hives, when but yeah. Yeah. Only oh, they, right. they, yeah. were, they sounded exactly the <laughs> yeah, same. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they upped their game a little bit going through the season. I thought they ended with a great song. Yeah. Uh, see, I thought the music was great. I loved the score. It kind of reminded me a lot of like the, the, the stylist mu- music that they used in like Thor Ragnarok. Mm. Like when they're on the he's on that planet and they're on the spaceships and stuff. I can see that. And I think it kind of gave like a different feeling from your usual particular uh, superhero animation. Yeah, I mean you got Andrew over here who uh, he's chilling in his car with you know Baymax <laughs> to, to, turning up the Invincible soundtrack. With BMO. So I, yeah, with Bemo. I, I can't. I don't know, man. I don't think I can take your. I can't take your opinion seriously anymore. Out. So we gotta. Get Josh in here. Where's yeah, Josh? Right? Josh, to get on fair, here. To be fair, though, I agree <laughs> with the music. So, yeah. Uh, on to another topic, though, and probably my favorite, the vo- voice actor. Yeah, yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. I mean, top-notch, dude. Stephen Liu, who plays uh, Glenn in The Walking Dead, was 
yep. voiced Invincible. He did a crazy good job. And then everybody else, like you said, we'll get into all the characters. J.K. Well, Simmons. Yeah. Well, oh, you my brought God. up the Mueller twins. Uh, um, Clancy Brown, who yep. you know played Kragen from Highlander and yes. everything else. <laughs> yep. Like, I think he plays in uh, Justice League. He's played like um, Lex Luthor and stuff like that. Yeah, but the, yeah. the, the voice acting talent. And honestly, I think this may have been a part why... It was so difficult to greenlight seasons two and three because to compile this much, like this many good actors and voice talent in one show is kind of uncanny, especially when you're trying to like now you get to work with all their schedules and, you know, it's easy to get a one season and it's like, all right, we'll make this happen. But yeah. now you have to align all these people's careers and say, OK, we need to get everybody back in. We're, we're doing this again. But oh, yeah, it's been so well received and it seems like they all love doing it. That I'm, I'm not oh, too yeah. concerned. They should be able to keep everybody here. Yeah, I think they'll pull it off, especially because, like you said, how it was received. Oh yeah, sure, big yeah. time. And I messed up. The Mueller turns were actually played by uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. Yes. Ah, okay. Amazing voice actor. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a and we get Raffy from fucking <laughs> Rex Explode. So <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, yeah, my, my boy yeah. Jason Manzukis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I love Jason yeah. Manzukis. So I was just waiting man. for him to talk about taking a dump with the door open and the kids <laughs> in the bathroom or something. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, so good. Let's get into the plot now, and we're gonna jump around quite a bit. I jotted down some random notes. I'm sure you guys have oh, yeah. random things we're gonna yep. jump to. But guess what? This is fandom at random. We keep shit random all the time. It's so, all random. So strap in. <laughs> Or sit down, sit down and strap <laughs> on. Uh, so episode one, and we're not gonna we're not gonna cookie gotta go. We're not gonna go through every single episode and go through what happened. We're right. just gonna bounce around. So, but we we I do want to mention. So episode one, it starts out very cookie cutter. Yeah, for I was on like ninety five ninety five percent of this episode, and I enjoy superhero and comic book animation shows anyway. So I wasn't put off as some other people I've talked to. I, I I actually know people that I've been like, dude, you got to check this show out. It's amazing. Yeah. And then I, they're like, oh, yeah, I got like halfway through and it was, I don't know. It's like every other superhero mm-hmm. show. Which and I'm, I enjoyed it, but I was like, why is everyone going crazy about it? And then yeah, oh, yeah, it, just it happens. Going. Though, it happens. But like Ed, <laughs> I was the same way. I was like, oh, I love this <clears throat> cheesy superhero yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was it was cliche. And you know, every and ironically, you know, a lot of comparisons going to come up with another Amazon Prime property, The Boys. Yeah, which they also do a good job of taking a lot of the stereotypical comic book bullshit that comes up, and while still doing it, put a fresh spin on it or kind of turn it on its head. Yeah, this show does that all the time. I was wondering. I'm like, okay, I'm a fan of The Walking Dead. Read all the comics. Watched all the show. Where is Robert Kirkman in this show? I'm like, how is this directed? Oh, oh, there he is, right there. So <laughs> right at the end of the episode, I'm like, here he comes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And and leading up to that, you know, we get the, you know, we get we get to meet the Guardians of the Globe, which right. it's the Justice League. Oh yes. god, yeah, it Absolutely. literally is the Justice Warrior League. Warrior Woman, Justice League of America, Martian <laughs> Man instead of Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Darkwing. Oh, yeah. Which is blatantly Batman. I was hoping they would use Batwing, but... <laughs> it's the Batwing! <laughs> it's the Batwing! <laughs> I, I kind of wish Darkwing was an alien duck, because that would have been yeah, amazing. that would have been nice. <laughs> Darkwing, Darkwing duck. duck. <laughs> but and another quick uh, little thing. Did you know that all of the Guardians of the Globe were voiced by Walking Dead actors? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yes. I did notice that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we don't... <laughs> Luckily, we don't have to worry about uh, their schedules becoming conflicted because <laughs> yeah. they were out of the show very quickly. Minus very the immortal. Quick. Yeah. You can't get rid of that guy. But yeah, it all leads. Like you guys said, you get to the end of episode one and all the Omni-Man shows up and holy shit. Just fucking tears through the Justice League. I mean, brutal. Guardians of the Globe. <laughs> absolutely brutal. Like that scene where he just has Red Rush's head. Yeah. And you see oh. Red Rush just hitting him as fast as he can and just and the head just pops and i was like i love this show dude cartoons i don't know if a cartoons ever left me with like a shock this one did oh i was like oh watch watch some anime man yeah right oh yeah i haven't been able to get an anime yet so except for my hero academia watch a ton of anime and you'll be like oh finally american anime gets it but i think it was just more of a shock from the tone change oh yeah 
original superhero story to we got Superman killing every other hero. Basically. Absolutely. You know? it, it was so shocking that when I, when I was watching it, my girlfriend, when I watch this stuff, she just goes on her phone, just pay <laughs> yeah. attention. I was so glued, then all of a sudden I heard from behind me, what the hell? And she was just like white and in right? shock. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? what just happened? Yeah, he so went good. He went from Superman to Brightburn yeah. in oh, like yeah. a matter of like a minute. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it, it was crazy, and I love the fact that we didn't get a reason. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. We didn't I like get that there was there, there was it. there was no leading up to it. We saw him team up with them to actually stop the Mahler twins. Yes, at, I believe it was the White House, but there, there was nothing. He just showed up and did it, yep. and that that gave me like I did not want to. I enjoyed it so much. I knew all the comics were already out. I got right here the Ultimate Collection, Volume One. Have not read it yet. Because I wanted to finish the series first because mm-hmm. I wanted to be surprised. Yeah. Like I mentioned, that was one of the reasons I like WandaVision. Like I had no idea what the hell was going on. And I'm like, why did he do this? I was expecting to find out in episode two. You really don't find yeah. out oh, until yeah, the finale. Episode eight. Yeah. But yeah, it, it absolutely amazing scene. And, and what makes it great is like, you know, I, I like spoilers. So I read a lot of the comics mm-hmm. and found out the why. But that scene in the comics, again, well, it's a comic, so it's quick. Yeah. And seeing it animated oh, just makes it Felt like so it went much on more impactful. Yeah. It was insane. I was just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> By the way, Muller twins, favorite villains. Yeah. They're awesome. They're pretty I love good. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're so good. I get like super like Lex Luthor vibes oh, with yeah. like mm-hmm. with a clone. <laughs> yeah. Pretty or much. like Lex Luthor, Alex Luthor type thing you know yeah 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 a little bit i could see that and i just love the <clears throat> well i'm the clone no yeah. no, no you're, you're the clone the <laughs> so a lot of this series too it it's called invincible so it mm. follows mark and you get to see the relationship he has with his parents and his dad omni man and how that develops especially after he develops his powers right and you kind of see a sneak peek of it like in that first episode where you know, they're they're training and his dad all of a sudden just full on opens up and wails on. Him. Yeah. And like he's expecting like he's a, he's a comic book fan and he's a comic book fan in a world where superheroes actually exist and are real and fuck you up. <laughs> and that was another reason like, you know, I'm an avid comic fan, superhero fan. I know you guys are, too. Yeah. And I think I was able to and a, a lot of people were able to kind of put themselves in Mark's shoes mm-hmm. and just say, oh, my God, like. If I could get superpowers and this or that, everything is going to be so perfect. I'm going to be this hero. Everyone's going to love me. But this show does a good job of showing like the dirty work of being a hero and like that they put their lives on the line every single day. Absolutely. And I think that's what the show does best in the comics. Like the comics, they kind of do that. But again, they kind of make Mark a little like he gets it pretty Mm -hmm. quickly. Where in this. I love that he struggles more. He's he's he, you can see he's struggling with depression with dealing with this. Yeah. He and had he had Smallville syndrome where he couldn't fly for like the first what four oh, yeah. episodes. Yeah. Or, no, he couldn't land or something like that. Yeah. But watching him struggle through that was and actually what set it apart from the boys whereas there's a lot of likeness to that show, we're getting it from a superhero's point of view trying to learn how to live in a fucked up superhero world. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and just realizing that it can things can go south very yes. quickly, and you may not be very invincible when you meet up with your own dad, <laughs> dude. Well, and and Marcus is ass beat like oh, a lot, a lot. It almost got to the point where I'm like, all right, dude, this is getting to be a little much. Let's move on. But they balanced it pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. By the way, did any of you see uh, what his favorite comic book was? Mm. Seance Dog? Yes. Oh, God. No. Which is crazy because I don't know if they're going to do like a parallel universe kind of thing. That'd because be cool. in the book, it's Science Dog. Yeah. So I don't know. Like there's certain changes that Robert Kirkman did that I'm like, I think he has a plan. Yeah. That'd be cool. Interesting. I mean, why like not? A, like a multiverse type yeah. theory? I, 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 I would think so. Like, why not? I would be up for that. Plus, multiverse. <laughs> come on, Marvel guys. It's, it's hot it's right now. It's becoming such a huge thing. And DC is grabbing at it as much <laughs> as it can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think it's, you know, it is funny. In uh, again, talking about irony, that the fact that he names himself Invincible, yet he gets his ass beat yes. all the time. Very much. Like, by all these people, and then eventually his dad, which we're going to talk about mm-hmm. in a little bit. But I think it's more, I, the name is more 
his his actual like his character and his morals and yeah that's what's invincible yeah like no matter how badly he gets beaten down he still doesn't give in right and he's such a good character yeah, yeah he is yeah and i my son's name is grayson so i was like all right cool right <laughs> Kind of a little uh, other nod. Hell is he yeah. invincible? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, dude, like I've seen that kid do some crazy feats of strength. He might be. One of these days, I he's might gonna, have some Viltrumite in my veins. He's going to Hulk swing Ed like. You're <laughs> 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 just going to like, fuck. Puny God. Yeah, puny Ed. <laughs> so I've got another kind of a big bombshell topic to talk about. Before I do, I've been talking a lot. Is there something else? Is there another topic you guys want to talk about? Up to this point, I mean, no. Also, the side characters were amazing as well. Um, all the characters involved in the show played a part actually like were involved in this show they weren't just throwaway characters yeah let's talk yeah. about them for a minute yeah. so you had his best friend william mm -hmm. who was a cool character it became his confidant eventually he was almost like the um the proxy viewer kind of in, in a, a way in a way you yeah know? yeah He's in a, a way. normal kid watching this super kid get into it you know uh also had we kind of skimmed over her but she did a terrific job sandra O oh, voicing debbie grayson which I've actually oh, heard yeah, a lot of people. Awesome. Christina you know, so, Yang, man. Yeah, yeah. So Mark's Mark's mother. Uh, I've heard they've given her a lot more to work with in this oh, yeah. animated show than they did in the comics. Yeah, I guess in the comics she's just kind of there, and in this, like, that's a shame because she's awesome in the show. Yeah, and oh, yeah. It, I, I love the fact that like her, she is essentially married to Superman, mm -hmm. and you know he has all of these things that he's doing around the world, this or that. But she's still at the end of the day, like. She still has her own job. Yep. She's still like, she is her own woman. Even though he is the most powerful guy in the world, she's still doing her own thing and like representing. Now she and can just get her wine from Italy, like straight up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I like that they made that change because you're right. In the beginning of the comics, it's like she's just kind of there. And yeah. then later on, they start to kind of make her a character. Like she gets a job. But I, I like that they just integrate that in mm -hmm. just like, that's the thing. And also, William, by the way, played by Andrew Reynolds, if you're a fan of Big Mouth. Oh, plays, yeah. Uh, the the gay uh, kid, I think his name's Matthew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite characters in Big Mouth. Yep. So, and then really, the couple other, like you mentioned, side characters we have, a big part of them is the team team, which eventually becomes the new Guardians. Yeah. Yes. Justice League. All led by Robot. <laughs> yeah. Zachary Quinto, man. Another... He's so there's good. Oh, yeah. So good voicing Robot. Yeah. But you have, so there's Robot, there's Adam Eve, Rex, Rex Explode, which we'll talk about in a minute. I, oh, my God. I, I hated his character. Yeah. So goddamn much. But that's a testament to he's doing a great job voicing him. Right. And just the way he was written, I hated him. But by the end. Yep. I'm like, you know what, Rexplode? <laughs> Man, you're growing on me. You got a notch in my book, so You're growing on me. He's actually yeah. my favorite character. Wow. Like, and not just because I love Jason Manzoukas. Mm. Uh, just the way his character development is. He he's just such a great character. Yeah, such definitely. a cool power too. Oh yeah, I think he's Monst Gambit. I think Monster Girl. He's is pretty my much. He's character. pretty much Gambit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. my my favorite scene is, which we'll talk about probably in a little bit here, when they're fighting uh, in Machine Head's office. And he oh, they, he literally hands out because there's there's robotic and metal enemies there. He brought f little kid like fridge magnets, like the <laughs> alphabet, <laughs> and he like he lights them all up with his power, and yeah. he hands them to them, and they throw the magnets, and they just blow up. Yep, that so was that, cool. I <laughs> uh, also had duplicate shrinking Ray, Marcus Grimshaw, Black Samson, yep. and uh, Amanda as Monster Girl, another kind of tragic character which is uh why yeah, her and really robot kind of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. kind of had the thing had some weird like pedo type not pedo thing going on but it was cool it yeah was cool. yeah a little bit, little bit <laughs> of pedo thing cool. <laughs> and not to backtrack with you guys but i wanted to did say with william they totally rewrote his character yep. way better than oh the yeah comics. Uh, yeah oh he sucks in the comics that's good <laughs> sounds like they made a few good changes oh yeah yeah and one another person i want to mention before we go any further that i was pumped and I don't know how much of a role he has in the comics, but Art Rosenbaum, the tailor, oh, voiced by Mark yes, Hamill. The legend. Yep. <laughs> the legend Mark Hamill. So, again, like so much good voice acting they talent. Got a lot of talent. Got Luke Skywalker yeah. in this show, man. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to think, too. It must have been getting made during the pandemic. What better way, what better time to make like an animated show where you can isolate people, voice act them, 
and without getting them close to people. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? So it worked out perfect for them. Not to go on too much of a tangent, but uh, you just mentioned that the whole the pandemic and voice acting in general, it's actually, it's created almost a, a new age yeah. in oh, voice yeah. acting, mm-hmm. especially like Andrew and I being huge anime fans, like with dubs. And I've been watching what people like that work at Funimation, this or that, like, so Funimation, they've, they've got studios everywhere in like Texas, this or that. But now all of these people, they're doing everything at home. Just at home. Hmm. Everything everything has gone remote and it's kind of changed the industry in that way. And it's exciting to me. Like my dream, bar none, I've always wanted to be a voice actor. I've talked me about too. it so many times. It's what I've wanted to do with my life. Maybe eventually I'll figure something out and do something. Mm. But it, it's just interesting now that like a lot of times if you wanted to pursue that and like a lot of these people here that are in this show they would all have to physically fly or drive or live near the studio, record your lines, and it is what it is. Now, they can, from the comfort of their own home, they can get the equipment, they can record the raw audio, and they can just send it. Mm -hmm. Send it right through the interwebs. And I think that's another way that we're going to start seeing like a lot of these prevalent and, you know, busy actors and actresses be able to continue to do things like this because yeah. they can do it from the com- wherever. Even if they're working on a movie, they can go back to their trailer, set up a mic like we have right here, and record some lines. So, yeah. and it's a good career to get into if you if you can do it. Like the amount of things you can do if you oh, can yeah. arrange your voice, it's like you're probably working. And if you work from home, you can just pump out so many different voices. Get, um, what's his face from The Last of Us, Troy? Baker, Troy Baker, Troy yeah, Baker. His, oh, yeah, he's fucking huge right now too. No, he was Final uh, Fantasy, The Last of Us, Avengers, Avengers, everything right now. He's yeah, he he has <clears throat> voiced so many good characters, and he's got amazing range. Yeah, but so yeah, again, great voice acting in the show, right, yep. great characters. Let's talk about to me one of the shittier things about this show before we move to some <laughs> other stuff: the Mark Amber relationship. Ugh. I mean, to me, yeah. that is the. That is the one thing I have just cringed with this entire goddamn show. So I think, um, what's her face? ZZ Beats or something like Zazie that? ZZ Beats. ZZ Beats. She honestly did a great job with the character as far as voice acting, but I got so sick of it being like, oh, you ditch me, but I'll give you another chance. Oh, you ditch me, but I'll give you another chance. And it's like, get the fuck on with it already, you know? They definitely tried to fix that character because in the comic books, Amber is one very more annoying and she's very <laughs> valley girl like yeah she's a white blonde girl Ew. like okay very ditzy and preppy and in this they totally change the character where she works at a soup kitchen and stuff like that but i agree and these kind of things i do get kind of annoyed with the love story kind of thing it's like okay can we move on from this can yeah we like and at the same time like i it bothered me later than it did earlier because earlier in the show as much as it annoyed me I understand they're they're teenagers. They're high school kids. Yeah. They're dealing with the bullshit drama. And we as viewers, we know that Mark is invincible. But we know Amber doesn't know that. Yes. So we're holding out like, okay, well, she perceives that he's unreliable. He's ditching her left and right. Even though he does nice things when they're together, you know, he's, he's not there when it counts. And mm-hmm. the same thing like the attack at the college when we had the, uh, what are they called? The... I couldn't get I, the correct name for my. I forgot what they were called. I think they were called like cybernetic uh, undead soldiers. They do have a name. I'm, I'm trying to think of what they're called. In any case, you know, he ditches there and then she completely reams him out for ditching them. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I can see it. They ultimately break up. An episode or two later, yeah. she comes out and says, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. She's like, I've known pretty much yeah, the whole time. Because he, you know, she finally breaks it off and he flies up there and he's like, okay. <clears throat> Last ditch effort, I'm gonna tell you like I'm invincible. Here's my yeah. secret identity. And she's like, yeah, get out of here, flyboy. Right. She's like, I've known the whole time. It's like, what so the it's like, fuck. <laughs> and it works both ways because she keeps saying, you know, there's there's trust, this that. Well, guess what, bitch? Yeah. Like yeah. you you could have came out earlier on and said, hey, I know you're invincible. I know you're a superhero. I know and you got the shit beat out of you the other day, and that's why you couldn't come to the soup and kitchen. And <laughs> that was the point that I'm like, she is a d-bag yes yeah. yeah and i may be going a little too extreme with it no but, but it was annoying as hell but it, especially after that uh revelation and yeah. that and that's that's more on like the writers and the way they spun it yeah. and i'm not an idiot it's very 
apparent that they are ultimately setting Mark up with Eve. Mm-hmm. You know, they keep hinting at that. Yep. It's growing towards that. So they need to uh, they need to navigate this kind of love triangle a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But right. I just did not. It, that decision pissed me off so bad that. Definitely. That Me too. she came out and said she knew the entire time. When I heard that. And I yet was like, she didn't tell him. I think I was like right, grabbing that's... a cookie or something. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? And there was another there was another part that happened in the finale, another line that she dropped after she conveniently showed back up that pissed me off too. We'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I I grew I wanted to like her because I like Zazzy Beats and they and that whole they've written that differently. The she does a great she, job voicing the character. And if you forget Absolutely. who she is, Deadpool two, she played Domino by uh, the way, the best character yeah. in that. Actually, there was that whole movie was yeah, great. It was amazing. But they uh, the way that she like in the comic book, she thinks that uh, Mark's a drug dealer. Oh God! <laughs> and like he goes up to like she asks like William, and he's like laughing at her, being like Mark. Yeah. No. Like, See, but I would have been fine with the character if that was more the stance, or if she was like, you know, you're cheating on me, yeah. or this or that. But no, yeah. she knew the entire goddamn time. And it's like, come on. It was really and then when convenient. they got back together, I was like, oh, they're still going to go with this Amber situation. Yep. Like, I was like, oh, because, and again, I'm not trying to spoil things for the comics, but it does drag on in the comics for a while. Mm. And it's just like, I'm like, oh, they're they're just rewriting this. Okay. Oh, great. And I was going to hold off. And I was going to hold off and mention the finale, but because you just brought that. Oh, up, sorry. No, 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 no. It's great. It's a good segue because because you just brought that back up. You know, when ultimately, again, he gets the shit beaten out of him by his dad, almost dies. The entire world knows. She knows what the hell is going on. She shows up when he's at his most vulnerable. Yeah. Instantly kisses him again, walks her way back into his life, and she drops. I'm trying to think of the exact way she phrases it. She's like, oh, she's like, I guess we were both lied to. Mm. It's like, <laughs> you're you're trying to make what yeah. he just went through. Right. Like that you're equal now. So now it's cool that you can be together because I'm sorry. I like, totally, I like, totally feel your pain when you lied to me about being a superhero. It was even like though my I knew, even though I knew you were a superhero. Me. Like yeah. it. Oh my god! It was like my father was beating me into a mountain. I feel your pain, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 you do not. Wow, what, what a story, Mark. Right. <laughs> oh, your father threw you through a building and people as and well. Then, like out of nowhere, he's like, "You're tearing me apart, Amber." <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. We need to do a cast on the room soon. Mm. We gotta, we gotta do that. Get a watch party. (laughs) But I don't want to spend the entire cast shitting on Amber. I probably could, but if you guys have anything else you want to say, if they can do something better next season with her, I'll be happy because she's a good character. She's got potential, but she was not good in the first. The way they're setting it up, I think they plan on doing more with her than they did in the comics. That's how I'm I'm feeling about it. So yeah, I have hope. (laughs) But I mean, this show mainly revolved around. So there were multiple plot lines. So you had Mark who's trying to balance being a superhero along with his pre-existing life as a 17-year-old kid in high school, the relationships, all that. You've got the robot and monster girl plot line, yep. which was very intriguing because now I'm like, all right, is robot a bad guy? Yeah. like I'm like, I, I don't know. He's doing shady shit. Usually he- like the, um, the mutated messed up baby clone is a bad guy and a robot you know <laughs> and also come on if you're voiced by zachary quinto you gotta yeah. ask yourself some questions right oh Anyone yeah ever seen heroes for christ's <laughs> sakes come on um i was a little confused at that point i'm like what's going on and then it played out but for a minute i'm like oh boy <laughs> so then you also have the the plot line of you know nolan omni man who's trying his darndest to make kind of deflect everything away from him mm-hmm. just kind of move on like hey i did totally didn't kill the guardians <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah even though no, you know I'm, no, I'm not me even though i can you know fly to the moon or the sun in about three seconds and get rid of the evidence which is my costume but i'm gonna right. hide it up, up on top of on like, a cabinet she'll on, never on top check of a cabinet there. like <laughs> what the hell was that yeah, yeah i don't you know, get now, that now that you say it, why didn't he hide it on the moon i have no idea why didn't I he mean, throw it into the sun arguments could yeah. be arguments could be made the moon that mark might have found it when he was talking to seth rogan but um or maybe he just liked to like smell it like, yeah and, right. I, mean, I don't know he is Who a knows? psychopath yeah. he could have been like this is my victory <laughs> and the other this, this was one of to me like that's why i brought the suit up it was one of the bigger plot holes i thought they had in this show especially where like cecil like and cecil great character by the way we yeah. haven't really talked oh, about yeah. him yet mm-hmm. and he's a guy that they he starts out seemingly very cold but by the end you realize he's just a dude that 
he has to do what he has to oh, do. Yeah. And he'll do whatever it takes to get the job done. But he genuinely does care. He does it because he can do it. Doesn't mean he wants to do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. He and just cares about the well-being of the planet. Right. So when, when Omni-Man fought the Guardians in episode one and got the shit beaten out of him, and Cecil knew, like, there is pretty much almost no one on the planet mm. that could never mind fuck the, fuck the Guardians up, but also F up Omni-Man. <clears throat> Omni-Man's suit was in that complex for whatever X amount of days yeah. it took Nolan to heal and get back up and running. Why didn't Cecil analyze that suit? Yeah, right. At all? I think it's that he didn't want to believe it because, you know, when we run into Damien Darkblood. Yeah. Uh, mm, I just love that guy. <laughs> but even Darkblood. if you don't want to believe it, you would have to assume that the Guardians or Omni-Man went down whatever foe went in there that was strong enough to F them all yeah. up and kill the Guardians blood and was, mess up Nolan. Like, there had to have been, you gotta check the blood. The blood you gotta was look spilt, at the suit. bro. It was spilt. Well, wasn't Damien you know? Darkblood asking that question to Cecil? Like, why didn't you check the blood on the suit? And I, I wasn't he saying maybe, like and that? I think that's where that line comes in. Like, I didn't want to believe it at first. Maybe. And it's like, all right, convenient. But, but okay. I mean, Art, Art, who's a tailor... Albeit he is a superhero tailor, yeah, he's able to figure it out in like a minute <laughs> right. after Debbie brings him the suit and yeah. he analyzes it and he can see, you know, Nolan struck first and there's no other traces of blood like <clears throat> that are outside the Guardians and Nolan. Cecil has that technology, yes. Like it, it was just a. That's I, I understand. I understand. I'm glaring plot holes. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm picking. I'm picking a very minute thing apart. But it was something that kind of bugged me. I don't me think as it makes sense. sense I don't, like for what you're saying. Um, I don't think it's as minute as you think because a big part of the plot was her finding the suit, hiding it from him. Like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Plot, it was a plot it device. Yeah. but it was, it was a it convenient was, plot device. It was mainly just added so that they can give Mark's mother more. Right. Because in the comic books, none of that. Happens. Ultimately, the payoff I think was worth the. Plot plot hole because we got a yeah. better character out of the mother i would totally yes. agree like if, if that if that was the main and it kind of was like debbie's kind of main avenue to take i'm all for it because i i loved her character oh right? yeah yeah and we yeah. got then that, that's how we got more of damien dark but <clears throat> again both characters not much in that sequence of things yeah so. Cool. Damien Darkblood, he's pretty much like a combination of like um, Constantine and, oh, yeah. and that's who Clancy Brown plays. Yeah. I messed that up. You know, a little bit Hellboy, but I was getting I was, more, say, I was getting Hel Etrigan. See, I was getting Hellboy, From, uh, Etrigan, and Constantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely oh, okay. getting Etrigan vibes. <clears throat> yeah. All three together, honestly. Yeah, but yeah, loved his character too. Let's talk about. All right, before we get into the finale. I've got another thing I want to talk about. Do you guys have anything else? I've been talking a lot again. I mean, no, I think we covered and a lot. And we're not going yeah. through episodes. So, um, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, D.A., the guy who created the um, oh the, um, the zombie guys. It was, um, hold on, I had it right here. D.A. Sinclair. Yeah. Do yeah. you know who he was played by? Ezra Miller. Yeah. yeah. Ezra Miller, The Flash. <laughs> That's amazing. That blew dude. my mind. I'm like, why is that guy sound when familiar? When I, like, dude, they should have had him play. Oh, when, I'm sorry. <laughs> when Machine Head talked, I was like, that's fucking Michael from Burn Notice, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should have had him play Red Rush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he probably could do a good rush. Just when I, yeah, uh, exactly. Michael Cutlets, uh, the guy from Walking Dead, when I went through this cast list, I'm like, holy hell, the amount of people on dude, here. Dude, we have Worf. Worf plays yes. a character in this. He played yep. Battle Beast. Which is, that is my next thing I wanted okay. to talk about. So... Best oh, outside God. the outside the finale episode. My second favorite episode. What was it? Episode. I'm gonna look real quick. Say five. Episode five. Episode, episode five yeah. called yeah. "That Actually Hurt." Mm -hmm. Dude, that was brutal. that episode was awesome because <clears throat> I loved I loved the backstory we got on Titan. Yep. You know him and his family. You see his daughter's sick, and he's been he's been manipulated and working under Machine Head, and he flags down Invincible. And he's like, hey, listen, man, I need your help. Mm. We need to take down Machine Head. And this is all the bad shit he's been doing. If he's out of the picture, you know, you don't understand. You're flying in the clouds. I'm living on the streets. You know, it, you're not you're not mm. seeing it. Yeah. So and I love that Nolan the entire time his dad, Omni-Man, is like, no, no. Yeah. He's like, no, the, don't trust him. He no, flat out says, he's like, those people are beneath you. <laughs> those people are beneath you. Do not trust them. That's Mark. when we get that hint. Like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. Here? They're not filtrates. Wait, wait, wait. Back it up. You said beneath you. Okay, got it. Yep. You're <laughs> but, evil. <laughs> by the way, Titan's um, wife and daughter were play voice acted by the same person. Huh. I don't know if you're familiar with Nicole Byer. 
Uh, yeah. She does the show yep. Nailed It on Netflix and also oh, has a podcast called okay. Why Won't You Date Me. I think she, she was so on um, she was on Girl Code, too, that show. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She's, she's like a, hilarious. She's a personality type character. Oh, yeah. she's got personality. <laughs> yeah. Look up her stand-up. She's, oh, yeah, she's hilarious. I love the twist, though. Like, first of all, we got what I was waiting for from episode one, the brutality, the fighting, like, the brutal takedown of Invincible. But then the twist at the end where you're right, you can't trust Titan. And essentially what he wanted was to take down the boss so he could take over for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I love that we got another another Mark snapping moment. Yeah. And when when that when Mark snaps as invincible, you do see like he gets that spike. And mm-hmm. maybe that's something to do with Viltramites. Like Nolan said that they're ruthless. And when Mark snaps like that, we see like his strength goes through the roof, his endurance, his speed, everything. Yeah. And it was so awesome. Like when he, you see Mark getting beaten down, looking around the room, and he screams out, he's like, "You're out! Like you're all fucking dead!" <laughs> yeah. And he just oh, yeah. he beats the shit. Unfortunately, then he goes after Thok. Yeah. Battle Beast. My God. Might I as well fell, be Thor. Right? I fell <laughs> in love with this character. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he's just so bored. You're not like. even. You're not even worth the death on my death counter. Whatever the fuck he, he was said, so yeah. like like the, just the ruthless. Yeah, he's ruthless. The way they the way they animated him, the look of the character, like almost like instantly, I was like, this character kicks ass. Yeah, I was like, I want an action figure of this character. Yeah, it reminded and, me of something from like He Man or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But you also got that scene where like Thok is like pretty much killing oh invincible God. and mark looks up like through the broken he can see the opening and nolan mm-hmm. omni man himself he's just looking Hanging down there. on him just kind of almost shaking his head like Fucking told you <laughs> Fucking i told devil. you so i done told you so <laughs> some of them t- someone tipped off the guardians of the galaxy too so i'm wondering if it was him because that's how the guardians show up right? yeah then they say they yeah. got a tip and then watching, you know what? It probably was him. And then watching the oh, Monster Girl yeah. get taken down and fucking, oh, was I was all like just screaming crazy. that whole yeah. episode because I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god!" And Black Samson, no powers, Ugh. his suit breaks, and he still goes after Battle Beast to try yeah. to save Mark. Can we, can we just talk about? I just love how Rex just busts his <laughs> yeah. balls constantly. <laughs> you have no powers. <laughs> oh, were yeah. you part of the Guardians of the beginning? Oh, I didn't know that when you said <laughs> yeah. it for the fifteenth million time. <laughs> Oh my god! I did end up loving Rex Exploded oh, towards yeah. the end. The best. He grew on me. Yes, he did. He grew on me. So that like that, herpes. <laughs> <laughs> that episode was badass. Are we moving on to the finale? All right. Yes. Let's, yeah, let's move I guess, on yeah. to the finale. Why so, not? It was by far the best part I ever. So the finale was everything I wanted and more. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thoroughly enjoying the characters in the show, the world building, the universe, yada yada yada. And I already, I'm not going to give out my random review score yet. We'll talk about that soon. But right. let's just say it was already very, very high up. This just finale oh my exceeded God. my expectation. The first the first 25 to 30 minutes of this episode. Holy shit. Yes. Goddamn. It was like soul crushing. I was like, oh my fucking God. And it, is it, it going ki- on right it now? It killed me too when like Mark instantly <clears throat> off the bat Says, Dad, like I'll save you. He starts hitting him, yeah. saying, "You're being controlled. <laughs> You're being this or that." And he's and Omni Man is just sitting there taking the hits because yep. it is nothing to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You know, listen to me. You know, listen to me, Mark." And I, I, I thought that the I figured it was the fight was gonna go south at some point, and you know, Omni Man was gonna start fighting Mark, this or that. I had no idea, <laughs> like oh, how how far, like, and dude, J.K. Simmons. And uh, Stephen Yon, just the voice acting in this finale yes. that they had going back and forth was unbelievable. Crazy. Do you have like a round of applause thing for that? You should give a blo- applause <laughs> I, to Stephen Yon. I on should. That because, Let me. Uh, or just like an uh. <laughs> <laughs> because like the way that like he. Oh, here, here it is. My round of applause yeah. button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because the way that like he even had his voice crack mm-hmm. on how he was just screaming and just being like, it's not true. What about mom? And I was like, that is really good voice acting. So right it's unbelievable. You should have seen him. in if you haven't watched Walking Dead, his death scene, spoiler. Um, whoa, whoa. Should have said that first, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, you usually got to. I mean, know, fuck off. It was like learn. some of the biggest pop culture news when it happened. <laughs> if you missed it five years ago, that's on you, bro. Um 
he's a great actor period oh yeah great voice actor great actor doesn't even matter i which did one get that doing. that spoiled for me when i was reading the comics from uh, a friend of yours uh dave reardon Ooh. i told him I, w- I was reading them and he was like oh so yeah you, uh you read how glenn died right and i was like <laughs> i just picked it up today <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no i didn't no no like, i didn't oh, I yeah that's right. why we always say spoiler alert right the beginning of the episode even if it's after yeah and so also, reading the comics too when you get to this part they under they don't go to this extent like they kind of tell you about the damage but the comics they can only do so much so like even if you decide to go ahead and read the comics the the animated series takes that and makes it better like oh the show is so good i mean just the part where he's like where are you gonna be in 500 years who's gonna be with you or something like that so that yeah that that we're, we're definitely leading up to that yeah so before we get to that it you know episode starts out and it's mark just being or i should say omni man at this point just laying it down oh, absolutely just, yeah. t- just, just just he's probably doing more damage to mark just by talking mm-hmm. than what he was with hitting him cuz just saying like everything about how you know humanity like it doesn't matter earth doesn't matter you know you're a viltrum blood you know this is what we do mm-hmm. you know you're going to live you know, thousands, if not tens of thousands of years. Basically, and Hitler times a hundred. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of. And like, dude, oh, my God, when uh, his wife, Debbie, is on the uh, oh, live on I the scene. For her, and like, yeah, they've got dude. the drones watching it at Cecil's headquarters. And like, he flat out, you know, did you even love mom? Was it real? And he's like, you know, I, he's like, I know I had, you know, affection for her more as a pet. Damn, and you just see her collapse. God, and I'm like, dude, holy yeah. shit. Whew. Like the delivery uh, in those lines is amazing, and then obviously Mark snaps. He they start going back and forth, blow for blow. <clears throat> oh, dude, the the scene with the two fighter pilots that come in. Oh, oh yeah. man! And Omni Man just eventually lays waste. Mark saves one of them. <laughs> you know, he, the shoot won't deploy. For nothing. <laughs> he goes down, saves him. The guy thanks him so much. You know, you saved my life. You know, thank you. Yeah. And Omni Man just pop. <laughs> So blows like, this his is head a wasted off. time. Yeah. You just wasted time. You just wasted five seconds of your life. Yeah, and that's pretty much what he says. Yeah. He's just like, you know, this is all, everything is trivial. This is all trivial. You know, we want to give these people a better life. And that's, this is really when an Omni-Man dude with the red eyes oh my after God, fighting man. a mortal. And he's just so menacing. He's covered in blood. Yeah. And then he just starts, he's like, all right. He's like, I need to give you. This this is how this is a true Viltrumite upbringing here. This is tough love, son. <laughs> Reality check right here. And he beats the ever living shit out of him. And leading up to this, oh my god, you know Cecil hinted at it multiple times too. Like you know, there's only one other person on this planet that is our kind of <clears throat> our backup option that yeah. might be able to stop him. He says it's Mark. Actually, Cecil, it should have been Battle Beast. Mm, I mean, if, right? if, <laughs> if, if Machine Head can hire him for money, yes. what the hell, man? Get Battle Beast what on. What can you do Get Thok. Get yeah. Thok on the phone to yeah. fucking help your Omni-Man. Problem, I don't think he wants it, money. I think he just wants a challenge. There's the challenge. It, it, nothing better. I almost took what Cecil said as kind of maybe not stop him strength-wise, but mentally, because that's the only way Omni-Man can be stopped. I don't know if can it was he, that though? deep or He's not. He's pretty smart. I didn't know just because Mark could get through to him in some oh, yeah. form, which so you know in the end, you you brought that up it's and debatable. It, that's I'm glad you brought that up because that that was something that I felt too. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily strength. It was more Cecil thinking that if there was any shred of decency True. or yeah. anything left in Omni Man. Raising Mark as his own son, you know, as invincible, that maybe he wouldn't be able to do it. Absolutely. And you can see Cecil's face, it just becomes horrified as he realizes that I miscalculated. Fuck. I was way off base with that. Dude, we completely skimmed over him. We shouldn't have. Super quick shout out to Donald. Yes. Cecil's right hand man. That guy was awesome. He was a badass at the end. He went out like a G. Like a champ. Oh, yeah. Oh, Donald, great character. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, run! Just shoots him in the face with basically a Nerf gun. And he's yeah. like, yeah. I got this. Yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was awesome, man. Oh, he, Loved he his knew, character. He yeah. knew he was screwed, so he's like, whatever, might as well just try. Right. Yeah. Went out in a badass way. And I so, mean, dude, Walton Goggins, who voiced uh, Cecil, he was in Justified. Cecil. He was Cecil. He was a Justified. Cecil. Um, oh, Cecil. <laughs> Cecil, I'm, I'm here thinking to of Cecil from a different show, I think. Uh he was great too, but yeah, 
McDonald went out like an amazing hero he was. And so we, we got to talk about it now. So Omni Man lines up the punch, punches the shit out of Mark. He goes miles, <laughs> crashes through a skyscraper, shoots along a busy city, almost mm-hmm. looks like New York, finally comes to a stop. Mark flips up and looks ahead of him. It is chaos. Great oh, yeah. scene, though, the way that he stops and grabs. Oh yeah, he grabs the gravel, mm-hmm. and that, and because that's when he's realizing too that you know everything his dad is doing, as much as he's hitting him, and you know Mark is getting hurt. It's more so what's going on around Mark. Yeah, you know Mark is in a world where everything is made of glass compared to him. Good way to put and, it. Mm-hmm. And. You know, he looks up. You see the skyscraper starting to fall, and he goes, "Oh shit!" He goes up. He's starting. He's trying oh, to stop God. it. You see the mother and her daughter. Yeah. And oh my, he's like, "You know, I'll save you. I'll oh, save you." Shit. It all crashes down, and he's still holding the arm, and he looks, and it's just dismembered. The yeah. do- the, the little girl is now dead. Ugh. And dude, then it's like Omni Man flies down while still floating above his own son, <laughs> and he's like, "You know, you did this. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you brought this on them." Okay. Okay, Dad. Yep. Like, no. and he, Good time. you know, Mark flips out again. He tries to stop him, and it's just doing nothing. And then slams him down oh, into a subway. Part. Oh, this boy. part. Oh boy. I seriously screamed the yeah. whole time. I oh, God. and just holds him up, oncoming train, <laughs> and he's like, you know, again, just the entire time. None of these people matter. Trained. They're all Mark. cavemen. Oh, yeah. And just holding Mark as Mark is just flailing like this. And yeah. people are just exploding yeah, in front of him oh, my God. as the like, train goes right through It was like him. a train scene from the boys, uh, except over and over and over and over and oh, over. Yeah. yeah. And that was the A train. Yeah. It was the A train. Yeah. And that shit was, that's when I finally was, it was just brutal. Like, oh, yeah. I'm defeated. I'd have no more hope. <laughs> it was know? just absolutely <laughs> yeah. brutal. I'm so glad they did it mm-hmm. because, I mean, they, you you know, like, when they're in the boardroom and, like, they're like, all right, so what are we going to do, this or that, like, the writers, the animators, and somebody made the decision, like, we're doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to do it. What, what if we, everyone in, is in the room deciding <laughs> what to do, and one kid, like, named Ed over in the corner wearing glasses is like, um... What if we put Mark through about 100 civilians on a, a subway? That would be pretty good. And everyone's like, where the fuck did this kid come from? Give that man a raise. Yeah. Oh, you're hired. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was just looking for the bathroom. <laughs> it just, but, this, I feel like it made it so much more impactful because, you know, we think of Superman, you know, when we yes. think of Omni-Man. Yep. And, you know, uh, and Superman's the only one from his planet. But, no, we're seeing this and how unstoppable he is mm-hmm. and then realizing... There's a whole planet of these motherfuckers. Dude. Like, like uh, that was my draw to Brightburn, the horror movie where little Superman goes evil. And it kind of got there, but didn't at the same time. So seeing this was much better. Yeah. So after this, Omni-Man continues to beat the shit out of Mark. Like, oh, yeah. it, literally to within an inch of his life. And it was just so awesome you get the flashback to the baseball game yep and you can see like nolan and debbie are there and debbie's like walking him through like why this is important you know this is humanity you know this is your son you know his joy is your joy and it breaks them as as much and that's this is when i finally realized that everything omni man was saying and doing it wasn't for mark yeah it was it, for him. it was for him mm-hmm. he was trying to convince himself that you know everything that everything he stood for, you know, and and keep in mind he told he told him himself he's been alive for thousands of years, yeah, and all of that broke in seventeen years, <laughs> yeah. You know, it when he's rounding the bases, you see a smile yeah. break out. Come on, that Mark, you know, mean go. mean mustache, yep. and that's it. You know, like you said, and I thought it was a great different. it was a great way to spin it too with the imagery of you know showing Mark rounding the bases smiling. And he lost his front teeth because yeah. he's at that age. Right. And then it cuts back to current day Mark, who's trying to talk <laughs> to him true. again. Yeah. No teeth because yeah, he knocked him that. out. <laughs> and like, you know, bringing that. And then you just mentioned that that line, dude. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, none of these people will be here. Who do you expect to be with in thousands yeah. of years? And, you know, you, dad, I, you know, yeah, I, yeah. we'd, we'd I'd be together you. or something like that. Yeah, I have yeah. you, dad. Oh. And like, oh, man. And that's the, when. The deliver- One single man tears. Yeah. <laughs> you get Omni-Man crying as yeah. he just pieces out of Earth. 
I did kind of laugh a little bit in both when that happened in the comic as well. Because it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> flies it shows away. the tear in like anti-gravity. And oh, yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but amazing. Absolutely yes. amazing. It and was, then, uh, dude, the only thing I would say from this being a perfect finale, I wanted to see more trauma from Mark uh, after the fact. It shows him kind of messed up and talking to people. And he's like, I guess I'll go back to high school. I wanted to see like one final scene before we clock out in his room where he's just ripping shit apart. Like he's, dude, somebody's going to be fucked in the head after something oh, like yeah. that. You know? And I, they kind of just made it like, all right, I'm just going to keep going back to school. But I think, again, that, it, that ties know? into Mark's character and him being, quote unquote, invincible. Yeah, true. You know, he's not going to, he's not going to let this break him. I'm not afraid. I'm, I'm not, not afraid. afraid. Yeah, no, you're right. But at the same time, I still would like to see it. We might. I think we oh, will yeah. see it at some point. I, I hope think so. season two, because there's no way, like especially with everything that just happened. Like, like dude, you just no got your way. head not put through a door, put through people about a hundred <laughs> times in a row. <laughs> you're definitely fucked up. Oh yeah, like I guarantee you, next season we're gonna see a scene where he closes his eyes and you see. You'd have to think. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think he, I think he's just numb. I think he's numb. I think he's numb right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. To all of it, but yep. so after that, you get about twenty minutes of just cool down shit again. Amber bullshit showing up. You know them fine. I I did like the scene where she's like, you know, I'm Adam Eve. He's like, oh, you make the clones of yourself? <laughs> <laughs> like that. No, I'm she the I'm the pink one. She did kind of disappear off on her own for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, she was like right? helping yeah. out the planet right. and dude and speaking of people with op powers yeah dude her power set is amazing i can't wait to explore awesome. more yeah so I'm, I'm i can't wait to see more of her in upcoming seasons but yep. i can't wait to see more of all of this shit because they hinted out they did the quick little like villain like jump through of everyone that's still around doc mm-hmm. seismic doc seismic is still kicking doc seismic yeah he's a one of, he's another one of my favorite villains he's and so good i just then, love i love the b-list oh i love like, like uh when he's fighting he's just like just like we're gonna take down like the society look at this costume they got you in eve and she's like i made it myself yeah. and it's, like, <laughs> it's like this is, she's like wait a minute aren't you like a doctor like a, just a doctor and he's like oh i also majored in women's studies <laughs> <laughs> right I like the scene when he goes up to the moon too, and I didn't even realize that um, Alien the Alien or Alan 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 Alan, 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 Alan the Alien was Seth Rogen, which voiced by Seth Rogen. You also made—I don't know if you do know this or not—but there is a live-action movie coming out of Alan the Alien of Invincible. What (laughs) being directed by Seth Rogen? I could see that. Directed and written. Produced this. Yeah, he did produce it. They are working on a live action movie of Invincible. Hmm. Hmm. So I'm I'm curious to see if How do you feel about that? I don't know yet. Yeah. So I mean I l- I, I like the fact that pull you know off what made it He so was good, very involved you know? with this and this was great. But what works so like obviously when you have comic to animation it's such a natural progression because you're really, you know, you're even when you're writing a comic, you're already quasi-animating it. Yes. And you're just, whatever. When you move this to live action, I don't know. How do you pull off How do you pull like off the, the subway oh my God. and not get an NC-17 rating or even get it released in some countries at that point? You could you never know? do it. Yeah. Well, Seth Rogen's always been about and pushing the boundaries. That's so. even if you can pull it off special effects-wise because there's also trouble there. So if I know Amazon's we've come along, involved, though. I know we've come a long way, and it's possible, but it's very possible to fuck it up, too. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't know if we need it, though. I don't like, think so, the series, yeah. like I would love to see it. I just don't think... We but, need it. But, like, yeah. what are we going to get scene for scene? The same thing in live action where it, the, I would the hope animated it would, series did what the comics couldn't. I would hope it would be canon. Like, maybe when a couple seasons stop after, in the animated series, then kind of pick up in the movie for a small story. Well, Andrew, you brought it up. You know, you brought it up earlier. Science Dog, Seance Dog, maybe the live action film is a, just another multiverse version. Yeah. Well,. Again, I don't want to spoil things for the comics, but I'm just going to say there's a villain that they could introduce in this universe that can make this happen. So maybe they are setting it up because at the end, there is a character, the thing that they show, the Mullertons being arrested, and I'm not going to say the name of the character because I don't want people to Mm -hmm. look it up. I want people to read the comics that I think they are setting up this particular villain. 
I love, too, with Cecil uh, building the army of the Rihanna men. I thought it was kind of, um, they they show that later in the comics that they're using them, but the, the way that they threw them at Omni-Man, I think it was in the second to last episode, I yeah. thought it was a little too early to do that. Right. I did appreciate, though, that they did that. I think there was three of them towards the end, and they actually did give Omni-Man a little bit of trouble, because I know a lot of, a complaint that I had, and I wasn't alone, I have a buddy I work with who's been watching the show as well, they said it seemed really odd that Mark struggled with the Reanimen so much yeah. when he went to the college campus. That's so right. So it was kind of refreshing to see that Omni-Man struggled at least a little bit yeah. for a second. Yep. But kind of like somebody struggles with a couple mosquitoes out in Maine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right, in any case, we're getting to that time here. Yes. We got to hit up hit up with a random review score, so guest of honor. We're going to let you start this off. You take it. So, scale of 0 to 10, and you can use decimal scores if you want. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what would you randomly rank season one of Invincible? I'm going to rank it. Um, the only, I guess I wouldn't, I want to give it a 10. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm now like a fanboy. I've, I'm reading the comics. I've got poker face, so yeah. I'm not. I love I'm not, it. I'm not giving you anything. So I'm going to give it a fair. Is. I'm going to give it a nine. Uh, I do agree with you with the Amber thing. I feel like uh, the way that they're finagling that, I don't think it's really needed. If they're going to build up to something different than they do in the comics, then maybe I'm for it. Yep. But the the fact that I'm giving it a nine is because there's so much in the season one is stuff that happens way later in the comics. And the fact that they're getting it out of the way now uh-huh. makes me mm. love it even more because it's like, okay, the comic book readers are going to see this show. Let's get this out of the way and let's start getting in some new stuff. The nice. writing's great. The humor's great. The animation was great, except the cell shading stuff in the final episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So without going on a tangent, yep. nine, baby. Nice. Nice. Very Brian. nice. Brian, what about you, my friend? So, okay. Um, I agree with a lot of what our friend Andrew here said. Uh, let Friend me, is a strong word. <laughs> let me also say that this is the first animated series since I was a kid and watched Batman or whatever that kept me wanting to come back week after week after week. I was the same every Friday. My, I was counting down the days. My Hero Academia, I'm binging, so it's different. But this one is the first animated series where I wanted to see it. That gives it a boost right away. And I would almost give it a 10. But because of the Amber thing and because I think the beginning, besides a couple scenes, took off a little slow, I'd go 9.5. Beautiful, man. Yeah, 9.5. Well, then there was one. There was one. <laughs> so I, if Amber was not in this show, let me rephrase that. If Amber was written more, and I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth, I understand. <laughs> I understand. That, I understand they're teenagers. I understand there's bullshit going on. It's typical teen drama. Right. It just, it really rubbed me the wrong way. I absolutely loved almost everything else about this show. I love the world. I love, and I'm not going to let, everything else in this show was so goddamn good in my eyes. I can't let something like that overshadow it. So I'm, I'm. I'm in line with you, Brian. I I'm, I think I'm even a little bit higher. Ooh. I'm actually gonna. I abs. I was like you. There there hasn't been a show, whether it's animated, whatever, in in a long time. And I went into this like I went into this blind. Yeah. I hadn't read the comics. We saw the preview. And we we're like, oh, this looks like a cool show. Let's check it out. Watched episode one. I was hooked from there. I enjoyed the ride. I'm gonna go nine point seven. Damn. Okay. I I think it was I think you know that's fair though. Definitely. You know, fair. I especially the finale. You know, I would have been probably closer to like a 9.3. Yeah. Maybe 9.2 before the finale hit. Finale nailed. It gave me everything I wanted. I'm so excited for seasons 2 oh, and God. seasons 3. Oh yeah. Very curious to see what they can do with a live action version of this <laughs> property. And if they do a live action version, my god, if they can do even half of what we've seen right. in the animated show, I'm going to be excited. Thinking back on it with the boys having three seasons now, I'd say it's they could pull off a lot. And I I, I would so. see it just to see what they can actually involve in the live action show. Though mm-hmm. the thing is that's going to and this happens to me with a lot of things that become live action that are especially from animation. I love voice acting. I like the voices yeah. of characters yep. and I think no matter how good it is, I'm still going to be a little biased. I'll go into it because uh you know I'm a huge fan now. Right. 
But it's it's the voices that make the characters. So when we have some fifteen year old playing Mark Grayson <laughs> or Rex Explosion, it's right. not going to be the same if you don't hear like Steven Yoon or Jason Manzukis's voice. Definitely, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, a that, it, it's a double edged sword when you have someone do such a good job and like, at portraying these characters, you're instantly like locked in. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, it's it it's tough. Yeah. I I see it both ways. But, gentlemen, thank you. We are invincible. <laughs> invincible. invincible. Just splatter me with blood. <laughs> uh, everybody watching, listening, thank you very much. Thank you. Check out 8-Bit. What is 8-Bit Pod? 8-Bit Pod. 8BitPod.com. If you want to see more of this yep. guy, mainly more of this guy, screw you, Josh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll have you on soon, bro. Come on soon. 8-Bit Mover Review. <laughs> All right, Randos, we're out. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Invincible. Mm.